0: Welcome, everyone. It's a pleasure to be speaking to you here today on the big run-up to your PMP exam success. We're just going to give it a few seconds, and then we will be rolling along. But we have approximately 29 more days to the end of the year. And my question to you is, what are you doing to get PMP certified in 2023, if that was one of your goals? Because I know some of you were working pretty aggressively in the beginning of the year, the middle of the year, and then you just seem to have tapered off. It seems like you ran out of gas and you're not really pursuing it as vigorously as you were in the very beginning. Well, I want to encourage you to not relent in your efforts to get PMP certified. First and foremost, this channel is available to provide you with situational questions and a whole lot of training. I have over 3,000 hours or 3,000 videos. (laughs) Um, Hours is debatable. 3,000 videos, probably thousands of hours though of content. I also have a number of podcasts to help you. So the purpose of today is to sensitize you to what is important to help you hone in on the big ticket items for your success. So let's first of all establish what the exam is based on and what you should be doing on a daily basis. On a daily basis, you need to be hammering away at the PMP exam content outline because the exam is not based on a PMBOK guide, as you know. okay, Or if you didn't know, now you know. It's not based on a PMBOK guide, it's based on this document that I'm about to show you. It's called the PMP Exam Content Outline. And this content outline can be found on PMI's website, and it has 35 tasks. Let's go there. 35 tasks broken down You can see on the screen here, it's broken down into the people domain, the process domain, and the business domain, okay? Some of you are already aware of this. Now, what you need to be doing on a daily basis is going over a task at a time. But if you only have 29 days left till the end of the year and you really want to get certified, as a PMP in 2023, then you need to be studying a bunch of these daily. So they're 35, right? My recommendation to you is to at least tackle between five to 10 daily, depending on the timeline you've got. If you want to get certified in the next 10 days uh, to 14 days, definitely be studying upwards of four, five a day, okay? And to help you with this, I have created a vehicle on the 16th of December. And to join that bandwagon, to really hone in on your efforts, I want you to go on down to hpmexam.com because you'll be able to sign up for a half-day bootcamp to get you in shape. And in addition to this half-day bootcamp, I'm giving lifetime access to my PMP exam prep course. That means you'll have it for life okay? And I'm also giving you access to my life after the PMP exam course. And this will prepare you for the exam. But remember what the exam is based on. For those of you who are studying right now, make sure you are tackling every single task. And I mean with a fine-tooth comb, okay? Today we are going to take a look at a few feel-good questions. Now, you may ask, Phil, why feel-good questions? I I feel some of you need some feel-good questions because the study hall has been slapping you upside the head, beating you up, and you're taking these ridiculous questions on the study hall, and you're you're asking, how how do I have hope? If I'm failing the study hall like this, where's the hope? And I came on today to encourage you that the study hall is not the exam, okay? The study hall has a lot of controversy about it. Personally, I have reviewed the questions in the study hall, and I can assure you that on the actual exam, the questions have been better vetted and validated. Are you listening to me? The exam has been better validated. What you're going to face on the exam has been seasoned. It's like it has gone through a live simulation, if you will. Study hall is not the exam. For example, this morning, as I was going through documentation from social media, I realized someone had posted a question and this poor student was frustrated and said, I don't agree with the answer. And true to form, as I check out the question, it's worthless. The, the explanation of the answer is, well, acceptance criteria, which is definition of done. And I'm like, seriously, you're calling acceptance criteria definition of done? That's, that's a huge error. Any agileist worth his or her salt knows that acceptance criteria pertains more to a story or a feature, but definitely not to be argued as definition of done. And this was the explanation given in the study hall. And I'm like, this is garbage. It's wrong. How do you put stuff like this out that is wrong for people to base their reasoning on? Are you listening to what I'm saying? And I hope that my friends from PMI watch this so that they get the act together on the study hall because it's quite annoying it's It's not the first or the second time that I've encountered study hall blatant errors, just just blatant. all right, so if you're going through study hall and you know it's slapping you upside the head and giving you all these bogus explanations about this is why the question is right, and no, no, there's a lot of errors in there. I'm not happy about it. Um, PMI did better some years ago when they came out with, if I may mention, the free <laughs> mock exam that they put out a while back. Um, it, it was a lot better. There was still a little bit of controversy, but it it wasn't this bad. This is blatantly wrong. And the annoying thing is they're quoting stuff from other books, not the Pembok Guide, by the way, from other books. Anyway, so that's why Uh, Today, I I want us to have some feel-good questions to make you feel a little bit better. (laughs) Okay, so right now, we're going to take a look at just a handful of questions from the business domain, because I know the business domain, everyone forgets the business domain and everyone thinks, well, it's only 8%. It could still be quite helpful on the exam to get a few business questions right. All right, so let's jump into the easy, feel-good business questions that I have for you today. Question one. A new regulation is introduced mid-project that affects project compliance. What should the project manager do first? Is it continue with the project as planned until further notice? Is it conduct a compliance review to understand the impact of the new regulation? Is it immediately inform stakeholders about potential delays and cost implications, or is it redesign the project to align with the new regulation without a review? What do you think? I'll give you some seconds to think about it. All right. For those of you that are just coming, um, as I said in the beginning, hpmexam.com is your one-stop shop for training half-day boot camp. So go on down there and check out the 16th of December. We're having our half-day boot camp. Uh, and um, when I say half-day, I'm basing it on the seven-hour workday. So um, go on there, check it out, and um, see if that will help you to conquer the beast in 2022 three we're going through the entire people process and business domains all right have you chosen an answer now good let's go ahead and take a look at the options continue with the project as planned even though there's a new regulation we probably shouldn't do that right conduct a compliance review to understand the impact of the new regulation doesn't sound like a bad option Immediately inform stakeholders about potential delays and cost implications. Would you do that immediately without actually better understanding what is at play? And D, redesign the project to align with the new regulation without a review? That doesn't sound right. So the answer, my friends, is B, conduct a compliance review to understand the impact of the new regulation. It makes sense to do that, right? Don't continue as planned. Don't go to stakeholders prematurely without understanding the full impact and redesigning the project without a review could lead to unnecessary changes. I told you they were feel-good questions, all right? So I hope you got that one correct. All right, let's go to question two. Business domain task one. It says, during an audit, it was found that a part of the project Is non-compliant with organizational standards? What is the project manager's best course of action? I'm going to give you some time to think about it. All right, let's take a look at the options here. Address the non-compliance issue immediately, even if it impacts the schedule. Wait until the next phase of the project to address the compliance issues. Document the non-compliance and continue with the project plan, or discuss the non-compliance in the next stakeholder meeting. Some of these would be too late, so, and some of these will be too too early, okay? So, waiting until the next phase, uh, discussing it in the next stakeholder meeting, um, and just documenting it, those are concerning, right? So, the best answer here, my friends, is to go ahead and address it, even if it impacts the schedule, okay? We have just a couple more questions for today, my friends, and then I'll give you some additional advice for your exam in 2023. Let's take a look at question three. Following a legal document review, a project team member is unsure about the legal requirements of a project deliverable. What should the project manager do? Is it A, advise the team member to proceed with your best judgment, arrange for a legal expert to provide clarity on the requirements, Redirect the team member to the compliance documentation or suggest the team member to avoid working on that deliverable. What do you think? all right let's take a look at the answers my friends so advising the team member to proceed with their best judgment is not the best thing to do because their best judgment may not conform with the legal requirements arrange for legal expert to provide clarity on the requirements doesn't sound like a bad thing to do but let's check the other options C, redirect the team member to the compliance documentation. That's like asking them to do the same thing and expect a different result. So not that sensible. And D, suggest the team member to avoid working on that deliverable. Well, how does that solve the problem? So the best answer here, my friends, to this question is option B. Arrange for a legal expert to provide clarity. Sometimes you just have to use the process of elimination and things that don't make sense, you just have to get rid of them. All right. I believe this is our final one for today. All right. The project team is working on a project in a heavily regulated industry. What should be the project manager's approach to ensure compliance throughout the project lifecycle? I'll give you some time to think about it. And for those of you watching right now, if you've got any questions that I can help you answer to succeed on your exam in 2023, please drop a comment. Let me know, and I'll give you some context. All right. Let's take a look at the options here. So to ensure compliance throughout the project lifecycle, should we regularly review and update the project plan for compliance or focus on project execution and deal with compliance issues as they arise? Should we delegate compliance responsibilities to a dedicated compliance officer or assume compliance based on the initial project plan? All right, well, the best answer, my friends, is not to delegate to a compliance officer. Okay? Neither is it to assume compliance based on the initial plan. That's presumptuous, and C might lead to additional scope, just getting that compliance officer, especially if they don't already exist in the firm. So it boils down to A and B. What do you think? Burying your head in the sand is never the best option. And therefore, the answer is A, you want to regularly review and update the project plan. B, might miss compliance issues. And delegating to a compliance officer does not absolve the project manager of responsibility. You know the PMI want you to be accountable for these things. All right. Well, that's that. We took a look at task one in the business domain. And... We covered four questions, and before we go, I want to give you a general high-level idea of how to approach the exam, okay? So I call this the PMI, pun intended, of understanding. It's a a study tool, okay? And um, I'm just going to go past some of these questions here. I have shown these prior on this channel, so let's go straight to the eye of understanding. Here we go. Okay. So with the eye of understanding, I need you to go into the exam understanding that PMI will give you questions that are built around some sort of product life cycle. And the product life cycle is analysis, design, develop, test, and implement. And this is not just software, this is any industry, right? You're going to have these to deal with in any industry, analyze what needs to be done, design what the product is, develop the product, code, test, whatever, and then implement. So that's a base that your questions will revolve around. On top of that, you need to understand the 10 areas of knowledge, not because the PMI is going to ask you questions wrote, But because this will help you understand the context of the question, the question is going to come from one of these knowledge areas typically. It's going to be either an integration thing which deals with the high-level view of the project, the vision of the project, the business aspects of the project. Or it's going to be scope, schedule, or cost-related, or quality-related, or resource, communications, risk procurement, or stakeholder management-related. So you got to understand that your project is cocooned in a lot of these areas, right? And then you have the five process groups of initiating, planning, executing, monitoring, and controlling, and closing. So at any point in time, it's like this. Watch, 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 watch this. It's like this. Your exam is gonna point to one of these areas, maybe one of these other sub areas, and maybe one of those. So at all times, you gotta be thinking where am I am I in analysis thinking about the schedule and doing some monitoring and controlling at the same time or is it just a straight I'm in integration initiating and doing some sort of overall initial analysis you need to be able to see yourself see the question and where you are right ask, where am I? Where am I in this grand scheme? All right. Other times, my friends, on the exam, this is the case. Watch this. Watch this. Other times, you could have a triple whammy or a double whammy, right? You could have a scope, risk, resource, executing based Implementation question. Do you see why this eye of understanding is so important? Now, what makes the eye complete is when you truly realize that all of these questions are centered on your problem solving ability. That's it. It's your problem solving ability. It's all about how well you're able to solve problems. And the problem that you're faced with needs to be one defined. You need to really understand what the problem is. And sometimes to understand what the problem is, means you've got to break it down into smaller pieces. So defining a problem is not just stating, oh, there's a problem with schedule. No, that's not enough. You need to really break it down to understand what exactly the problem is, which means you may have to break it down into finer pieces. After you have understood the problem, you identify what is causing it. There's a difference between understanding the problem versus identifying the root cause. If you're able to identify the root cause from the question, better your chances of answering it successfully. The next thing to do is to generate alternatives. Now, this has to be very quick because when you encounter a question on the PMP exam, don't forget, you have roughly 75 seconds per question. So within that time frame, you need to have understood the question, define the problem, identify what the root cause is, and in your head, preferably, train yourself to generate alternatives. And all of this has to come from your taking copious questions, good questions, situational questions daily, right? Then you got to choose the best alternative. So if you take a look at the four options so far, the four things, this has to be done in under 10 seconds, Right. You should have read the question. You should have defined a problem, identified a root cause, generated alternatives. And you need to train yourself to choose the best alternative quickly, not waffling. You got to just go with your gut. You got to go with the understanding you have, no matter how limited, but you just got to go with it. Because if you don't, your 75 seconds is toast. You then, at the end of the day, are going to spend 90 to 120 seconds. You don't want that you don't want that. So you've got to train yourself to answer questions quick and decisively and make sure as you're testing yourself, you're truly answering all the 180 questions on those mock exams. All right. Then in your head, implement it mentally and ask, would this really solve the problem in the real world? And lastly, you want to verify, is this the best option? But there's a difference between verify versus second guess. I'm not saying second guess. Don't second guess yourself. Just do a quick mental check. Does this truly solve the problem? Does it solve the real problem? Okay. And, and don't read sloppily because you may, you may miss uh, certain keywords. Um, the keywords help you avoid the, the traps. Okay. So on every question, there are keywords. And if you're focusing on the keywords, um, you'll do a lot better. If you miss the keywords, then it's very easy to get questions wrong. Like one of the questions I showed you, it said, without doing any analysis. And that was at the end. So the first part of of the option sounded good until it said, without doing any review or any analysis. Now, little things like that at the end of options make them wrong. Okay, So this is what you need to do, my friends. You need to Define the problem. And as I said, sometimes you got to break it down even further, break down the question even further. And then sometimes you may need to gather more data before you truly understand the problem. Sometimes questions are like that. They're staggered and loaded with more data towards the end of the question that will help you better understand it. Okay, And like I said, sometimes you have Three things aligning, like I'm showing you here, you have an alignment of those, or you may have this and this, and maybe something else, really depending. Okay, but I want you to go in there with an open mind, with a prepared mind to face whatever the PMI gives you, and to know that the actual exam, my friends, the actual exam is not like the dreaded study hall that many of you are crying about. The study hall is. It's crushing me. It's breaking me, breaking me. No, 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 no. Don't let, don't let study hall do that to you. And honestly, if I were you, my friendly advice would be to stay away from it as much as possible, as much as possible. I'm not a fan. I have to be honest. I don't like what I've seen. It's demoralizing. And it's a lot of the questions are not entirely right. Some of them are great, but it's like a toss up. And I I wouldn't like you to base your exam on a toss up because some of the questions are just absolutely wrong. Anyway, with that said, for those of you getting ready for the exam in 2023 and you're like, oh my goodness, December is upon us. How do I get certified? I want you to go on down to hpmexam.com. Okay. I want you to check out the course. You're going to get a half day live bootcamp with me. Okay. You're going to get lifetime access to my PMP prep course, and you're going to get lifetime access to my coaching program on life after the PMP exam, and it's on demand, and you're able to access this at any time, as long as you like, right? So go on down to hpmexam.com, sign up for this program. You'll be glad you did, and I'll see you on the 16th of December. And if you have any questions, put them in the comments below, all right? Thank you very much for joining me today, my friends. I wish you all the very best on your exam in everything that you're doing, everything you're working on. For those of you who got certified on my watch, congrats. I truly wish you all the very best on your PMP journey. Okay, I will talk to you soon. Bye for now.